step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This is Gary and Shannon, and you're listening to KFI AM640, the Gary and Shannon show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, yet another vote for Speaker of the House. We still don't have a Speaker of the House. The third vote today, Jim Jordan lost even more Republican votes uh, than he had in the first two. And so now the, the Republicans are in a meeting trying to figure this out. In the meantime, I think you mentioned earlier, should they, should our lawmakers stay throughout the weekend and get this done? I think so. They should. I mean, if nothing else, the, the PR move of this is important enough that we're going to stay in town and do this, they're perfectly capable of doing that. Um, they've all got apartments or whatever. They, they need to figure this out before Monday. Yeah. That's what I think. We well, have I would have said they would have had to figure it out by before last Monday. Yeah, that's and they true. Never well, did, they didn't. So. Did you get the email from SAG-AFTRA? What's the, the latest? I, I don't have it right this second, is it? But I can pull up my email. It's Halloween costume guidelines. Oh, you can't. Oh, you. so I did see, not through my email, but briefly somewhere about the Barbie movie. All of it. That, I mean, yeah. they're using that as an example. But movie. yes. Yeah. So you, as a SAG-AFTRA member, you, me, everybody. Oh, that includes me? Pro no. <laughs> prohibited from dressing up as popular characters from struck content. So from shows that they are currently striking against. Okay, because I was going to pull out an old costume from Harley Quinn. Can I do that? I don't think so. Oh, darn. Then I can't go to this party this weekend because I don't have an outfit now. <laughs> they recommend they recommend costumes based on general characters, ghosts, zombies, oh. spiders. Uh, and you're also encouraged to dress up from characters from non-struck content like an animated television show. Oh, I can't go to this party tomorrow. I'm serious. I don't have a now no one is gonna blow the whistle on you oh they probably would i'm sure a picture would circulate is that layla we have been uh we have followed the story of course of george gascone and uh his ascendance to the la county da's office and the uh, one of the main criticisms has been that he's packing the da's office with people who are not da's they're not prosecutors the new york times sorry the new york post got wind of this and has looked at the resentencing unit formed a couple of years ago that is now packed with employees who used to be public defenders. They're defense attorneys who are now working in the resentencing unit. There's a thing about the justice system that you've got to have equal parts. You've got to have prosecutors and defense attorneys. That's the way our system has been set up. It's a pretty great system. When you overload one side or the other with the attorneys that have an opposite mindset, 
you don't get justice. You don't have an equal bearing of the law. Um, one prosecutor talked to the New York Post said it's disgusting. It's not to say every single case is bad or that there's no case that shouldn't be resentenced. But as a whole, the unit is supervised by former public defenders and their obvious push is to get people out of custody as soon as possible. Um, several sources said that rank and file prosecutors in the resentencing unit don't even have access to an inmate's entire file. They only provide certain information before they have to argue their cases in front of a judge, which we've seen multiple times. And they say that's problematic because then they're not given the, the important information and judges are used to the DAs being uh, ethical and having the right information presented to the judge. Right. Um, they point, point out specifically uh, Tiffany Blacknell, communications director, George Gascon's special advisor. She made headlines after a post back in 2019 that said prison is obsolete. We need to reimagine America without it. Listen, and, and I think that there's a there's a misunderstanding when it comes to, to discussions about abolishing law or abolishing police agencies or abolishing prisons or I mean, what, whatever generic term come it doesn't have to be it, that shouldn't be the end of the conversation. If somebody walked into the room and said, we need to abolish all prisons, I wouldn't just say, get out of here. You're crazy. I would ask, well, what do you mean? Because I don't think you mean what we let at, in California 138,000 murders and rapists out. on the streets. Right. That's not what you mean. Correct. What do you yeah. mean? Because you need to put a finer point on your argument than just abolish all prisons. Those three words could mean anything right and they're they're doing themselves no favors when they you know reduce it down to a slogan like that and i think people who react to it that quickly like well you're just a moron you can't do that right there's more in there there's a whole lot more in that conversation that can take place without having to be uh closed off to the whatever you know the other side i, I, I agree with my you on opinion. that uh one thing that was brought up too by these uh da office insiders was that families aren't being notified victims families aren't being notified right when some of these criminals are being resentenced or they're you know and let out. Yeah, let out yeah they i absolutely think families should be notified but not according to george gaston percent they should be notified if you've sat through that trial of a person who's murdered your loved one yep you sat there for that trial you gave your victim impact statement you were there for the sentencing if I'm at the grocery store on Tuesday and this person walks in, I don't want to be caught off guard. Right. You know what I mean? And like, that's, if, that's if not it's, fair. If it's not even legally required, it's just a common courtesy mm -hmm. that he has now done away with. That quickly, like, well, you're just a moron. You can't do that. Right. There's more in there. There's a whole lot more in that conversation that can take place without having to be... Uh, closed off to the whatever, you know, the other side. I, I, I agree with my you on opinion. that. Uh, one thing that was brought up too by these uh, DA office insiders was that families aren't being notified. Victims' families aren't being notified right. when some of these criminals are being resentenced or they're, you know, and let out. Yeah, let out. Yeah, they. I absolutely think families should be notified, but not according to George Gascon. Quick breaking news story that is apparently great news. Fox News has confirmed that two Americans who were being held captive by Hamas have been released. Uh, in response to Qatari efforts 
Al Qassam brigades released two American citizens, a mother and her daughter, for humanitarian reasons and to prove to the American people and the world that the claims uh, made by Biden and his fascist administration are false and baseless, according to Abu Obaida, the Al Qassam brigades spokesman. Uh, the f two women, again, a mother and her daughter, are said to be now in the care of the Red Cross. So uh, we don't have an identity on them yet. But uh, Fox News says that they have confirmed that they two Americans have been released by Hamas. Uh, all right. So we've seen the smash and grab robberies. I think we probably all have, at least by now, have friends who have witnessed these firsthand. Uh, it has caused some consternation about going to certain stores or certain malls. You don't want to get caught up in it. So we want to see law enforcement be able to crack down on this. And it turns out that L.A. County and the Sheriff's Department's Organized Retail Theft Task Force has made 89 arrests over the course of the first five weeks. Six firearms have been recovered. They did uh, they executed 52 search warrants, but they've only and I say this because it seems like a low number. They've only recovered $370,000 worth of stolen merchandise. That doesn't seem like a lot. I've seen that taken in one of the, just one video of the halls. Right. <laughs> They're right. up in the Louis store getting that, a few bags. Uh, Board of Supervisors last month did approve that $15.6 million uh, grant from the state to go towards the task force, among other, thing, uh, among other things, training for law enforcement personnel involved in the technology, um, when asked how many repeat offenders are among those 89 who have been arrested, Sheriff Luna said he wasn't certain, but believe they accounted for some of the total. And he says, I'm going to take an educated guess. Several of the individuals being arrested are repeat offenders, and that's a significant challenge. Because they know they're not going to stay in the jail. They yeah. can come out and go do the same thing again. There's no repercussions. Yeah. And that's you the go thing away is, for the weekend. You come back out. You make weekend, your hundred thousand. You go away for an I'm hour. I'm sorry, an hour, and make your hundred thousand dollars off. You know the merchandise, and you do it again. It's, sure, uh, there are there are no serious consequences. Clearly, and in the stores, their hands are tied because they have their own policies. You're not supposed to fight back, and you, you, whatever the insurance rules are, they may have that might be part of why they aren't doing what they're doing. Right? Yeah. Um, you can't lock the doors. Are you? Is that considered kidnapping? I mean, there's so many things to think about. Somebody's going to get hurt. Well, that's what I've said. It's it's a matter of time before something really bad happens to we, these folks doing this, the smashing grabs. We've seen, I don't know why jewelry stores seem to be the ones that are fighting back, but we've seen jewelry store owners and mm -hmm. employees be the ones who have taken the stance of, you're not getting away with it this time. Right. And beat people with metal poles or whatever. Someone's going to get shot. Yeah, that's it, next. Someone's going yeah. to die. Absolutely. For for stealing a handful of watches or whatever they're doing, and that's not. I, I don't. I I'm not going to say that a jewelry store owner or grocery or whoever doesn't have the right to do that. I mean, state law be damned. This is their livelihood. This is their. This is how they make a living and care for their families. Someone's going to die here, and it's it's. I don't know whose fault to lay it. I don't know whose feet to lay it in front of and just say you could have prevented this. But I, I mean, yeah. uh, clearly the people who are doing it. You exactly. Um, but it, you're right. Every time I see these videos, I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And we keep hearing a lot of the people who are doing the smashing grabs, at least here in L.A., don't even live in our area. They're sure. coming from outside areas because they know there are zero consequences 
for running up in stores and spending. A, by the way, the, these smash and grabs are getting longer and longer. It's not. It's not like ten seconds. These folks are in there like checking sizes and yeah. trying on shoes. Like it's a whole. It's a whole leisurely process now. No one has a sense of urgency. Trying on shoes in the dressing room. Trying on outfits. It's ridiculous. Uh, all right, El Nino is coming. Also, we wanted to ask you: Have you gone anywhere? Have you taken a trip specifically because you saw a place, a location? on TV or in a movie somewhere. Mm. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. I'm also, trying to get to Wakanda, but I hear it's not real. Well, you got to know people. You gotta... <laughs> just still trying to get there. <laughs> uh, also, late in the show, what you learned this week on the Gary and Shannon show, and of course, our nine news nuggets you need to know. So if you learned something this week, you can let us know the usual ways, gas bag at iheartmedia.com, uh, or you can leave us a talk back either through the iHeart app, hit that little microphone button, or just tell your Alexa-enabled device, I have to say it quickly so she doesn't turn on, uh, send a talk back to KFI. She's so nosy, Alexa. My wife How hates, can I help you? My Hi. wife hates her. Did she yell at her? Oh, yeah. She's like, shut up, Alexa. And then I always apologize. It's, it's okay. She didn't mean it. The uh, third vote for Speaker of the House went kind of the way the other two went mm -hmm. in that Jim Jordan lost again today. And, uh, in fact, he had more Republican defectors. There were 25 votes for people other than Jim Jordan to be speaker. So we haven't heard yet. We know that they were in a meeting, or at least at the top of the hour, they were supposed to go into a meeting. I think they're still in the conference right now. And if that's the case, then they're probably all yelling at each other. And uh, Matt Gates and his balloon head are sitting in the corner of the uh, room thinking... Maybe I shouldn't have ousted Kevin McCarthy. But Jim Jordan's, I guess, talking to reporters as he went into that meeting, still defending his choice, saying, you know, even Speaker McCarthy took a dip and then came back. I, if he wants to believe that, then that's fine. But uh, this is getting embarrassing. And that's uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, and then there was another story. Um, the Oh, the sports stuff. That was what I was going to say. The uh, Game five in the ALCS between the Rangers and Astros today. They're tied at two games apiece. And then the National League Championship Series, Game 4 in Phoenix. Uh, also, the Phillies lead the Diamondbacks two games to one. The Chargers this weekend are in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. That's where Shannon will be on Sundays oh, cool. on the sidelines, of mm -hmm. course. And then the Steelers are in town. They'll take on the Rams Sunday uh, at SoFi. Well, El Nino is uh, expected to come back with uh, with a vengeance. I am El Nino. All the tropical storms must bow before El Nino. <laughs> Chris That's great. So the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration released what they say is their El Nino prediction for this year. And that it would be strong... And it would actually reach the most significant level since a pretty strong El Nino came in when brought with it the warmest winter on record across the U.S. mainland during 2015 and 2016. They're not the same. We cannot figure out necessarily exactly how it's going to play out. But we hope, we hope that means wetter, cooler weather in the south, warmer, drier weather in the north. The only reason I say we hope that is because there's most of those places that have suffered this drought severe drought have been in the south right now they're talking specifically about places like um, new mexico kansas texas um mississippi louisiana those places have seen unusual drought mm -hmm. we see it because that's what we are we're, we're used we to live it. in a desert mm -hmm. so we're not we yawn now when we see the word drought but that we could see 
significantly wetter weather across a lot of northern and central California. Which could be rain or snow or whatever. And yeah. it's great because we steal it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here in Southern California, we steal the water anyway. So that's good news for us. Yeah. I said. Um, and I, this is one of those uh, weather prediction stuff. I and mean, we were t talking a little bit about weather <laughs> off the air. Weather prediction is not easy. It's Despite the technology that we have now that we didn't have 20 or 40, 60 years ago, it's still very hard. We The, the globe gets a vote. The weather patterns get their own decision-making mm -hmm. process, I suppose. So sometimes when we predict that the weather is going to come in and we're going to have a very cold winter, we don't get it. Right. Or very wet, and it's really dry. We're still listening to a groundhog. <laughs> right. Uh, we have work to do. Um, I know in traveling places recently, I'll hear people say, this is hotter than normal, or like, this is unusual for us, because I'll go to places and think, why is it so hot? It's, isn't it already like, you know, almost winter, it's right. fall, and it's feeling like you're in the dead of summer. This, well, and this lately, mm -hmm. I mean, this last week or two here has been unusually warm, and I have a, the, the house, I have a house, I do live in a house. Yes. And the house I live in faces the south you know, we have one big wall that faces the south. And in the summertime, with the sun directly above, it doesn't get that hot. I mean, it gets warm upstairs, right. for example, but it doesn't get that hot. These last two weeks, those rooms that are facing that get so much hotter because the sun is at a lower angle and it's, you know, it's pounding on it's that your, wall. Yeah, it came to your house. The sun is at Gary's it's house. It's at yeah. my house. Yeah. It is really, it can get really, really <laughs> hot up there. So, anyway. Well, we'll. I guess we'll... we'll Welcome a wetter, cooler, if you yeah. can get cooler. As long winter. as we can capture some of the water. Yeah. That's the, I think that's the other big issue is that there's, we, we got to be able to do something with it. If we're, if we're entering a phase of more droughty droughts and more rainy rains, we need to be able to soften the blow for each of those. And one of the ways that we do that is by capturing water and using it as opposed to just letting it flow out, mm -hmm. you know. And saving the uh, two-headed woodchuck or whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. When we come back, there is, a, there is a college professor who got in trouble, and it's up in Northern California. You have to figure out, I think the UC Davis is going to have to figure out exactly what they're going to do with this professor because yeah. it's uh, pretty significant. All right. A reminder that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And iHeartRadio LA is teaming up with Channel 7, ABC7. Would love to get closer to a world without breast cancer for moms, for sisters, daughters, friends, neighbors. Join the walk Sunday, October 29th for LA's Susan G. Komen More Than Pink Walk and Race for the Cure. Brought to you by Jacoby and Myers for full information or to sign up to walk alongside some of these incredible patients and survivors and neighbors and families. Go to Komen.org, K-O-M-E-N. Dot org. Uh, closer to home, the yeah, third vote now for the uh, for Speaker of the House. And it looks like, well, we know that Jim Jordan did not uh, get the votes he needs to be Speaker, at least not yet. In fact, he lost some support. They have uh, they Republicans have been in conference to try to figure out what they're going to do going forward. But I don't know why they wouldn't go for a fourth vote. I mean, they figured three is the charm and it wasn't. So so why not four? Although somebody had suggested, uh, and I don't know about if you're interested in My it. vote for the next Speaker of the House is Layla. We love Layla. That's sweet, but it won't be me, honey. 
I don't have a future in politics. <laughs> Why not? I, I used to think maybe that's that, exactly what we need. No, I wouldn't be great. I'd be too honest. And then I feel like with all lawmakers, at some point you have to make deals for things that that whole thing just makes my skin crawl. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I used to say I'd be a great first lady. And then I also have to smile all the time and pretend like I liked everybody. It's a lot. It's um, a lot of work. <laughs> there, was a, there was a video that was going around yesterday. Sarah Sidner, one of the reporters for CNN, anchor reporter for CNN, who has been oh, yeah. in Israel, uh, was reporting from the West Bank yesterday. So she's in Ramallah. And uh, I guess it was this morning, actually. She was on the, the, on the street in the West Bank. And she was approached by a guy who was screaming. at. She's on camera. Mm, she's doing mm -hmm. a live report. And this guy walks up to her and he's screaming at her, you are genocide supporters, and then says FCNN. You are genocide supporters. You are not welcome here. Genocide supporters. CNN. CNN. Okay. I, do, listen, it's a... We live in a great place where we can criticize. He's in the West Bank, so it doesn't work the same way. But we can criticize uh, news outlets as being one-sided or the other, right? Depending on what your opinion is and how it how it's going to play out. I don't know if I've ever heard CNN be blamed for or accused of siding with Israel recently. That they have been, at least here, at least in the United States, they've been accused of siding with Hamas the whole time. I mean, listen, and... They but that's do. a view from somewhere else in the world. We all right. know our views here. Exactly. And, you know, we're in our, like I said, we're in our bubble. We view things as just Americans, how, how we see CNN and who they're siding with. We don't know how we're viewed abroad until you're abroad. I also want to ask the guy, why, if she was, if, listen, if mm -hmm. she was on Israel's team, finger quotes, why is she traipsing around the West Bank? What a dangerous place for her to be in the first, I mean, now granted, she was wearing... Uh, body armor and a, and a Kevlar and helmet. And had security, right? Yes. At Sarah has done, she is always in the middle of something. So I remember when she was covering the protest with George Floyd was also, I believe, accosted mm -hmm. at some point by people you yeah. know, screaming at her for being with CNN. And uh, But she'll put herself in those situations to cover the story. I But, but again, this is us not knowing. And when my students have the discussion in class, it's always interesting when you hear a perspective from an international student versus a student who is American because they'll say, well, I'm from blank or whatever, and this is how I view this. Right. And this is how I view the American coverage of this. Yeah. No matter if we're talking about Ukraine or we're talking about what's happened with Israel and Palestine, the perspective is always different, I think, when I'm listening to students from other parts of the world. And it is interesting to see, especially when it comes to international stories. I tuned in a lot in when uh, Russia invaded Ukraine in the first place. I tuned in or tried to find European version, you know, French, uh, France 24 or the French press agency or even BBC or Sky News or something that was outside of our version of it. Because I wanted to know what they what felt saying. about it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not as easy necessarily to suss out some of those um, some of those international channels that we that are available to us are tailored specifically to the American market. So it's not without its own bias. But there was a, uh, a UC Davis assistant professor who has uh, received some, some attention, shall we say, for a tweet that specifically threatened American journalists and their kids. Uh, university hasn't said anything yet. They are not necessarily going to do anything, we don't think. Or but. even name the professor, although others have named the professor. 
Gemma DeCristo, I'll go ahead and say her name, assistant professor of American studies. She tweeted a couple of days ago, quote, one group of people we have easy access to in the U.S. is all these Zionist journalists who spread propaganda and misinformation. They have houses with addresses, kids in school. They can fear their bosses, but they should fear us more. And then included the knife emoji the axe emoji blood? and three drops of blood. Um, now, the professor, as of today, is still employed by right. UC Davis. Yeah. And the school stance, specifically the chancellor's stance, is, you know, we condemn this completely. This is not how we feel. This is not, you know, this is horrible. Um, but we are meeting with legal and making sure this doesn't, you know, this specifically violates a policy within UC Davis. And we have to also keep in mind First Amendment rights and where does this fall? So there's all that stuff that the school is saying, whereas others are like, this is a threat. Like, how is this person still employed by the school? Well, and it, there's some concern that she is hiding behind, um, she's hiding behind a trans identity, mm -hmm. uh, that that somehow allows her to make statements like this and then claim victimhood so that she can get away with it. That's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm amazed that there hasn't been more pressure. For, I mean, this was this was 10 days ago that she tweeted this. Yeah. And this is the first I even saw of it was, was early this morning. Yeah, or this morning, yesterday. yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is a strange thing. Um, when, when you go deeper into all of this, there's a uh, CBS News report that mm -hmm. discusses that this Gary May, uh, Chancellor, put out a statement regarding the Post Condemn the posts, uh, find the comments revolting, disagree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, and that forms of violence and discrimination are antithetical to the values of the university. We have received a complaint that a faculty member engaged in conduct that may violate the faculty code of conduct, but that they will review the matter in accordance with the established policies and procedures for handling faculty disputes mm -hmm. in consultation with legal counsel regarding First Amendment rights, right. et cetera, et cetera, which is fine. But there... You as the chancellor, I feel like you have a responsibility to come out and say, uh, th this is all legalese. This is Absolutely. all, this is the lawyers and the PR team together, put it together. Absolutely. Gary, uh, what's his name? Gary, Gary May. May. Mm -hmm. He has a responsibility, I think, to come out and in, I mean, in no uncertain terms. See, there's absolutely no place for this. There's no place for that calling out of violence. If, if you're arguing against violence in the first place, Using violence to argue against violence is a, is an absolutely childish way to go about doing this. Right. On a, and a university campus, I know, is supposed to be this uh, incubator for thought. This is not the road that they want to go down. Right. It'll be interesting to see if or, or how the students rally to perhaps push this professor, professor out because I remind st students don't realize they're like the, con you're the consumer at the end of the day, you're paying for this product, right? This degree, this, this education. And I even tell my sister that she's in grad school in one of the area schools. I'm like, you guys have more power than professors do because you are actually the paid consumer in this situation. So if you're a professor and you're teaching students and they don't want to come to your class because they view this as a credible threat or a potential threat, then they have the power to make the change. Yeah. Other professors can say all day, this person shouldn't be here. But if the students get together and say, we don't feel comfortable with this person making statements like this and threat 
on social media, which we all teach about all the time, about not, you know, you, when you put things out there like that, they're out there. You can't get those back. Right. You know, think before you tweet or or make certain comments. But this might be this person's track record. We we weren't in her class. We don't know what the students feel about previous conversations or teachings. I mean, there's some conversations on Reddit about potential other comments that she's made over the years that may have been uh, inappropriate. So who knows what the school will do. You've been listening to The Gary and Shannon Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Monday through Friday and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.